0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the Codex Prime podcast. We are on episode 122, and it is Tuesday, May 29th, 2018. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me, as always, is my co host and social media chair, Carl Bird. Bird. What is
1: going on? And of course, I forgot to turn the volume on my phone.
0: So. Means you got to buy a beer for everyone on the show. Yes. Pretty much. That's cool. <laughs> uh yeah man we are back once again this hot ass weather but hey it's better than the snow uh Definitely. yeah post memorial day and uh yeah we're gonna be talking a bit about the uh summer movie preview 2018 so we're gonna be talking a bit about some of the t- movies and uh tv shows that we're looking forward to coming out in the months of june july and august and we'll get into some of these headlines here as well and i got I got a few few words to say about a couple of headlines that just dropped recently. So, um, so yeah, we got Kyle who just joined. He just joined us. Welcome to the show, Kyle. Yes, it is. This is bald head weather. We are in it. It well, is. I'm not bald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever you ever consider?
1: I'm a I'm a low, Huh? You
0: ever consider shaving your head?
1: When I get older and my hairline recedes even more, mm-hmm. then yeah, I'll do it. Oh, it'll happen. I don't wish that evil <laughs> to I don't want to. I necessarily wanna be bald, but
0: you know if it happened to me, it can happen to anybody <laughs>
2: I
1: suppose so
0: yeah but I, but right now, but speaking of speaking of uh hair, you know, I'm trying to grow a Kratos beard, so that's why i'm oh, I'm still leaving it unshaved. Oh, man. You know, I, I could I could trim it and look a little smoother, but you know uh, you what?
1: Can, you should definitely trim it and look a little smoother.
0: Yeah, I know, but at the same time, who am I trying to impress? You know who? I, t- I I'm not in the dating scene. You know, I, I I'm not trying to impress the ladies anymore.
1: Why are you still saying that?
0: <laughs> it's been a while since I said ladies, man. and let's keep it that way. Come on, man! If it worked for Bill Burr, it can work for me, right? It's all right.
1: Let's compare you to Bill Burr.
0: No, Jesus.
1: <laughs> Professional comedian? Mm-hmm. You.
0: Yeah, so what's up? Mm-hmm.
1: I wanna say multi-millionaire?
0: Nah, I want to say multi, but definitely in the millions. Yeah. You. Whatever, man. Don't you can't try to rob me of my shine. Money ain't uh, everything. <laughs> Money isn't everything, alright?
1: It's funny when he says it. Mm-hmm. You.
0: Fuck you, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, but yes, we are here once again. And uh, yeah, our our original uh, topic for this week was going to be Solo, a Star Wars story. But neither Carl or myself gave enough of a damn about that movie to That's go out and see it.
1: I just didn't have the energy to do so this weekend.
0: Yeah, so you didn't give a damn to see it. I, just, just say it. It's okay. I wanted to. Mm, did you really
1: kind of sort of yeah i'm on the fence
0: i mean you can red box it i mean it, it looks like a red box movie i mean even if even when movie pass will allow a free screening of it i'm just not gonna bother because I, I i'm looking at it i even read the spoilers and i'm like oh that's it okay i
1: even oh, i didn't go that far Yeah. i i hear i heard mixed reviews
0: yeah yeah, me, me too. Yeah, it kind of a mixed reception, and you know, I, I just couldn't muster up enough energy to go see it myself. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, maybe tracking down a copy of Solo by Mario Van Peebles and reviewing that for today. You're <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, come on, that's the, I'm, I'm not go, I'm not going out of my way to review that. And besides, I don't think any library in in Rhode Island has a copy of Solo.
1: Hey, don't rule it out. You never know. You can probably have to go down to the depths of like. North Kingston Library.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> and find it. Mm. Yeah, you ever seen that movie by Mario Van Peebles? I solo.
1: You want to say yes, mm. but I'd to no.
0: Yeah, I, I've never. That seen...
1: makes any sense.
0: Yeah, it's one of those movies that like it's. It looks like the ones you probably saw like over twenty years ago, but if you watch it now, it might as well be like you've seen it for the first time because it's like yes. yeah, so yeah, because fr- yeah, it's so forgettable. Yeah,
1: yeah, I ain't gonna lie, I forgot about it. Mm. Is Mario Van Peebles even acting?
0: Yeah, he still is, I think. Doing Tyler
1: Perry movies or something? You know, he kind of resurrected. Tyler Perry has tendencies to like.
0: Yeah, you know, what? I don't think I've seen Mario Van Peebles in a Tyler Perry movie yet. I know I haven't, but yeah, what was the last, What was the last high profile thing he did? I'm trying to think. Um. Like he, like he, he did a he did a movie called Badass, which was a uh, like about the making of his father Melvin Van Peebles' movie Sweet Sweetback's Badass song, and then he was in an, in an episode of Living Single with his dad, and that, that's all I can remember really.
1: Dude, oh, I'm sure there's been something more recent than that.
0: Yeah, I'll look it up on IMDb or something. Yeah. But yeah, man.
1: Wikipedia is your best
0: friend. Absolutely. But besides that, man, uh, what else have you been up to uh, this this past week?
1: Man, I I couldn't believe this. Yeah, what's up? I beat God of War four.
0: Fucking <laughs> right, high five, man! Yes, I, I beat it. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I
1: know Kyle who's watching. I know he's still playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the game's fu- game the game of the year candidate
0: absolutely
1: man um yeah. and i will say that to me the ending was predictable yeah i i found it predictable but i still i, I still had that feeling of accomplishment mm-hmm. that I was like you know wow i i felt like i was on that journey
0: yeah absolutely yeah like what did you think of the the final twist, which I won't get into. Won't I think. knew
1: that. I, I kind of put two and two together, and I just had a feeling something was going to happen. I'm like, oh, yup. Mm. Yup. I knew it. You know I Immediately, I didn't, I didn't see it coming. Let's just say, they, they they just don't put characters in for no reason nowadays.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. So
1: There had to be something.
0: Mm. Now, uh, did you do any of the side quests? Like, Did you fight any Valkyries?
2: I
1: sure didn't.
0: Oh, man, you got to fight the Valkyrie. And again.
1: like, so I basically beat that game with very lo- with a very low mm. energy bar and very little Spartan rage. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. You... Hence why
1: it probably took me so damn long.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, did you do any side quests at all? Or did you skip you know, a you lot? You just
1: me. asked me that like two seconds ago.
0: Like, well, well, I know like the, well, the Valkyries are specific. Uh, side quests? No, I didn't. Really?
1: I, ch- straight through.
0: Well, see, that's maybe that's why it took you longer. Because like with side quests, you'd level up faster and you can get through the main quest much easier. And I
1: definitely could have used those side quests too, because there were some characters I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. But it was worth it. Yeah. It, it, I it's the fun factor, which was still which is a rating system that they use back from electronic gaming monthly. Yep. It, the fun factor from the scale of like one to five that they used to use
0: mm-hmm. 5.0 yeah absolutely yeah are you gonna go and uh, go back to any of the side quests at all
1: depends how i'm feeling like yeah. i'm ready i'm ready to start the last of us okay that, that was like my next game on my like little docket
0: yeah okay yeah you know i, I will say that the side quests are definitely worth it because you'll see much more of the world than you already have and um, you'll uncover some really interesting lore in the in the world as well. And I, I so far I f- there there are eight Valkyries in the game. I I beat five of them, but they're hard. And like when you go into them, go into them like with a full Spartan Rage meter. Like hit them hit them with uh with both specials from your two weapons. Mm-hmm. Then hit them with Spartan Rage, and then you'll like drain at least half of their life bar. Then you'll have a fighting chance. Otherwise, you'll be dead like in three seconds. <laughs> They are hard. That
2: that
1: just, that just makes me rage quit, though. <laughs> I, I don't want to rage quit.
0: No, I mean me, it. Just it is it is worth it though, because you'll get better armor and um, some more buffs uh, for your characters. So yeah, man. I, but yeah, I'm glad glad to know that you beat God of War. And like I said, it is worth revisiting. Um, I'll, I'll I'll probably go back to some of the side quests after I beat a couple other games on my list.
1: That that's how I'm feeling too. Yeah, it just depends how I'm feeling. If I really just say, you know what, why not? Yeah. Then I'll just do it unless I buy something new.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, speaking of which, um, you, you still buying uh, Detroit Become Human?
1: I'm, I'm hearing a lot of good things about it, mm-hmm. so I'm really considering it.
0: Yeah. it It looks absolutely gorgeous. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, the game's graphics are, like, dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of course, you know, like when it comes to like gameplay, you know the graphics kind of die down a bit.
0: Yeah,
2: but
1: like it's still, it's still an amazing game, mm-hmm. amazing looking game. Yeah, um, it's a telltale. I know a lot of my friends were like they got completely shut out, shut down by it because of the simple fact that it's a telltale. It's like a telltale game, but it's mm-hmm. I enjoy telltale games. Like I love the Game of Thrones one. Uh, the Guardians was good. Was good. Mm-hmm. The Batman one was good.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, and
1: shout-outs to Zachary all the way from the Philippines.
0: Oh, nice, man. Welcome.
1: Damn, Welcome. The Philippines.
0: Yeah, man. Yo, Codex Worldwide, son. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, Dana Brooke. <laughs> Dana Brooke. You know, she's a better manager than a wrestler. Yes. Yeah. Damn,
1: Kyle says Detroit made made me retire. He says Detroit made me retire God of War for a while. Wow, it's wow. like it's like that. That's saying, so- that's saying something.
0: Okay, okay. That, uh, you know what? You know what? when I when I when I uh, scratch up enough bread, I'm a I'm a pick up pick myself up a copy. I'm
1: sure the demo's still available for free.
0: I know, but um, I I know what what's how what. How the gameplay is because I've played uh, two other games from that same developer, Quantic Dream. So I don't, I don't really need to play the demo, but I'll, I'll get a copy of Detroit eventually. But there's one game that I really do want to, that I'm looking forward to. I think, I think it's coming out next week or the week after. Called Vampire.
1: I've seen that somewhere. Yeah, uh you. I think I when I drove drove by a GameStop and I guess they, I think they had the poster of it, but I know I came across it.
0: Yeah, it looks really interesting. That you, is a victim. Yeah,
1: just by looking at it, that just says victim oil all over it. Like, that is a victim ass game.
0: I don't know what you mean, but okay. Um I mean it's it's a it's a cool. I like the concept. You know, you play as a vampire who's a doctor, and you have to go around this uh this uh, go around London, and you got to decide who you're gonna kill and who you're gonna spare. You know, you suck the blood of your victim so you can survive as a vampire. It looks pretty cool. You know, it has this dark and grim, very dreary atmosphere. You know, I, I like that. So I'm, I'm going to give it a fair chance. You know, hopefully, hopefully it, it, it'll it'll live up to the uh, anticipation and the hype. Um, and yes, uh, Vampire is open world as well. So,
1: yeah, anything else you've been up to, man? Um, still working on 13 Reasons Why.
0: Okay, season two. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um. Oh, and I checked out uh, Pusha T's new album Daytona. Oh, okay. Uh, seven tracks, so I got through that real quick. Wow, just seven? Three, yeah, just seven.
0: Yeah, how long is the album? Like
1: half hour? Not wow. even. Jeez. Like you really like? I was just like walking and listening to it. I'm like, oh shit, it's done.
0: Huh. <laughs> did you listen to it on Spotify? Yes. Okay. So how is it
1: it's actually not bad all right it's not bad um i I was listening to one of my um, podcasts that I subscribed to, and they described it as adult contemporary trap music
0: that's a weird ass description it, it
1: is, but it's like
0: that's like four four words that don't go together or shouldn't
2: <laughs>
1: it, it, it's like okay I mean like you know you have your trap hip hop i i uh, different... Um, I separate Trap EDM and then Trap Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. Like, Trap Hip Hop's like the, you know, the little Uzis and yeah. all the other guys. And then, like, you got Trap EDM, which is like DJ Snake on the coffer and all that. Mm-hmm. Which is the trap that I, I personally love. Okay. But, um... I mean, he has a good... He has a couple of good songs in there. Like, Come Back Baby, What Would Meek Do, if you If You Knew You Knew... If you know, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, He basically, like, it's telling the same story for him, you know, being in the trap. You know, he was around when the whole, like, thing with, with Big Meech went down and everything. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, he has some words. I got to look listen back at it because he had us some words to say. Yeah. Oh, and not to mention the whole entire album is produced by Kanye West. Oh, him. Don't let... The pre- don't let them uh, we're already gu- we've already you're already guilty of that the art with the
0: separate artist. the art from the artist yeah
1: yeah um
0: <laughs> little sunken place negro
1: <laughs> yeah it's that yeah it's that Kardashian
0: Mm-mm-mm.
1: but um it, it's still like rather good but yeah you must have said something about Drake cause Drake put up a freestyle mm-hmm. like a day after oh, this, s- the album was released I haven't had a chance to listen to it mhm but I'm gonna have to get back to y'all on that one. Okay, You see where I stand on the beef, on the beef. But yeah, apparently Drake took shots at Pusha T and Kanye.
0: Oh, word! Yo, Drake's out of control. First it was Meek Mill, now it's Pusha T. Yeah, but
1: Drake's doing it. Drake's doing his thing. Yeah, man. Um, speaking of hip hop, what's up? The last track was good. Hmm. So, um. There's a new artist that has emerged. Okay. He came. He um. Oh, and Kyle says that the last track was about Drake, so I'm gonna have to listen to that one again. Okay. Hmm. But yeah, there there's a uh, there's a new rapper out. All right. His name is Real One.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about Real One.
1: He has a new song called Phoenix. <laughs> Yeah. And for those, I know I shared this on, I shared this on, I had to share this on the wrestling group because I wanted to make sure that we got into it. Mm-hmm. Real one, R E A L, number one, mm-hmm. is the quote unquote wrestler. Yep. Formerly known as
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Enzo Amore.
0: How you doing? Oh
1: my goodness!
0: Oh man, uh, yeah. When when you posted that video, and first of all, I think it was uh, uh, produced. No, Kyle,
1: don't sign off. You gotta hear this. You gotta hear this. You gotta hear this.
0: Yeah, it was produced or posted by World Star Hip Hop. Yeah. And I watched this video of uh, of Enzo because I'm not, I'm not call- the entire
1: thing. How much? How how far did you make it through?
0: Uh, three minutes and 10 seconds, and I just shut it off. Like, when he got to, like, the him riding the buggy in the field, that's when I was like, yeah, I had enough.
1: Oh Jesus. Yeah.
0: No, but go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear your thoughts. Okay, wa- watching that video of, of him trying to quote-unquote rap, I mean, my, my, one of my biggest questions was, how come he sounded, like, mystical with a sore throat? Why, though?
1: Because he kind of sounds like, he, well, he does have that have that raspy performance voice
0: yeah it's a performance voice but like he was trying to like his flow is all over the place like he was trying to rap as fast as mystical and then like he tried to slow it down and bring it back up again like he tried to do a triple flow like he was migos or something i just i was more confused than anything that was my biggest emotion i was confused at what i was watching and what my ears were processing because you know we all know enzo he can kill it when it comes to promos i give him credit for that as a rapper, though, I th- I, th- I, th- I no, th- that was awful. Yeah, some I think somebody on the on the wrestling fantasy warfare group said it best. He set white rappers back a hundred years with that I with heard that heard video. Where's
1: what he said? When um, shadows to James Grande and he said, "Wow, that was worse than the allegations." Damn. <laughs> I mean, but there has been a line of wrestlers who did who turned to the mic first of all kyle said that the 48 second mark was the most that he could take
0: oh i don't blame you brother i don't blame you <laughs> i
1: did all five minutes wow
0: I all five
1: you. minutes well, i commercial
0: yeah <laughs> i mean we
1: i'm gonna ask you this i'm gonna ask you this i had to put together a list of wrestlers turned rappers mm-hmm. now we have Now, I need you to tell me which one was the best out of all of them. Okay. Kyle, too, because I know he's watching. Okay. You got Conan. Mm Mm-hmm. Three Live Crew, Uh which was the team of Ron the Truth Killings. Oh, yeah. Truth. Yep. The Road Dog. Mm Mm-hmm. And Conan. Wow. Okay. Our Truth as a solo act. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. K-Quick. Yeah, get quick. (laughs) Mo from Men on a Mission. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This may be going a little too far back for you. Uh Uh-huh. PN News.
0: Oh, shit. PN News, (laughs) son. (laughs) Kurt Angle. Yup. Macho Man. (laughs) R.I.P. Be a Man.
1: Yes. And JTG from Crime Time. Okay.
0: Wait, what about John Cena?
1: Oh, damn, yeah, John Cena. (laughs) Yeah. Let me just add him to
0: my notes. Uh, Okay, best rapper, best wrestler turned rapper or rapper slash wrestler, whatever you want to say. Out of all of them, before, I'm going to have to say John Cena. (laughs) I mean, John Cena without without a doubt. But before John Cena, uh, Macho Man.
1: Oh, God.
0: But before Macho Man, Macho
1: be- Man has bars,
0: <laughs> bars, son. Yo, Hogan ain't got nothing on him. But before Macho Man dropped his album, my answer would have been Conan.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yo, Rey Mysterio's the. the, the I'm trying to. Find, I'm actually trying to find it on YouTube right now.
0: It was Ashes to Ashes, because Rey Mysterio yeah. did a song with Conan. It was and WCW played it all the time on that Nitro. Was yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> This is it. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> that, you know, you're really dancing to this. <laughs> like that whole... I ain't gonna lie. It was dope.
0: It was at the time. It wasn't bad.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it was that whole Chicano style. Yeah. Can we say Chicano on a podcast? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I just don't want it to be fair. What about yeah. Big Show? Big Show rapped? Nah, I, I've never heard of that. I can't remember Big Show. I, Big Show does a lot of things, so I wouldn't put it past him.
0: Yeah, he's a funny dude, man. Yeah, I
1: probably I probably would say, like, Conan has the best flow. Yeah. Cena had the bars. Oh, yeah. Like, he had the punch. No, Cena was punchline heavy.
0: Mm-hmm. I can't yep. believe
1: we're really critiquing, like, wrestling <laughs> I happen. know.
0: He only had one album, too, John Cena. He only had the one album. He could have done more. You know?
1: I think hold on, I'm trying to see if Ron Killings had a freaking
0: now, now while you're looking at Ron Killings, I I'm think
1: see if he has a Spotify page. I ain't going that far.
0: You know, I, I he I, does. He who Ron Killings? He put out a song this year. Wow, man, Ron the Truth Killings K Quick. I will say, getting rowdy was a cool song though. <laughs> Now is this the same Ron Killings?
1: Please don't! Oh my God! You know Ron Killings is like almost fifty.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, he actually is.
1: Well, to his defense, he was rapping before he was wrestling.
2: Uh, so oh he yeah.
1: had the skill and he was taking pictures with Tupac.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like a picture of that. Oh, yeah. A picture of him and Tupac. He had like a high top fade. Mm-hmm. That's like partially dyed, looking like Hakeem from, <laughs> you know, from Empire.
0: Wow. You know, I will say like, like. Like our truth, Ron Killings, whatever you want to call him, he he can rap, he can flow. I'm just not a fan of his like of his comedy character. Kind of makes him too buffoonish.
1: Oh, he's very buffoonish. Yeah, he has a a picture right here.
0: Okay, so he oh, yo, that was him and Easy E. Yeah. Wow, yo, he is a truth. (laughs) Please stop.
1: (laughs) Oh man, yeah, it was that bad. It was. I'm sorry, y'all. And.
0: But I but I will say, and, and this was back to one of our early, earliest episodes of the Codex Prime podcast. You posted Be A Man. I posted Be A Man, yes. Before
1: I joined
2: the show.
0: Yes, I think it's episode six. And uh, we started one of the early episodes of the show with a snippet from one of Macho Man's raps. So go back to that episode and listen to it. As a matter of fact, you can go on YouTube and listen to Macho Man's Be A Man. Listen to all the tracks from there. I'm
1: actually going to see if he's on freaking Spotify.
0: Oh, my God. Please. Please do. Right now, Carl is searching for Macho Man, Randy Savage's one and only album. And BMA. there it is. And it is on Spotify. Yes. It is on Spotify. Show it, show it to the people. Show it to the people. You'll see, you see here first for our Facebook Live uh, audience. Macho. Listen. Bars, son. Bars. i'm
1: mad you know the words why do you know the words we're about to lose viewers because it. You know. all right i was <laughs> like oh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man
0: Yo oh, yeah man. enzo yeah. awful yeah awful it, it is yeah like,
1: it's... that's how you know you just have too much money and you just, just decide to, like, buy some equipment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you think you're talented in one area, Yeah. so
0: you think you can do it all? Mm-hmm. And, and also, too, like, Enzo, like, he's got all this anger, you know, and, you know, against his accuser, and justifiably so. But at yeah. the same time, dude, he was fired because he didn't disclose to WWE and Vince McMahon that, about this allegation. Like that he had months and months ago. If that he was did a reason, that was a reason. But I, I'm willing to bet that if he disclosed it right away, they could have written him off TV, give him like an injury angle, and then have him come back when everything blows over. But then he'd be stink, stinking up 205 Live, so it's like a double edged sword. Oh, and, and, yeah. and
1: 205 Live has been putting on some dope matches. Mm-hmm. So I know you've been like talking shit about the threat on the threads. Oh, putting up like p- pictures of, on our group threads, Put up pictures of people sleeping and empty arenas and stuff. Like, here's the <laughs> 205 live thread. My thing is listen, Tuesdays are my longest days. Mm-hmm. Coming off an overnight, then going into work the next day, and then yep. boom,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, then this. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm done by the time, like, I'll make it to like the intro and then I'll. Then not before it's like, solo any good? It's mediocre from what I hear. We didn't even see it. <laughs> yeah. But back to what I say: two alive, five live just comes on it. It just comes on too late. Yeah. I watched uh, Akira Tazama, Akira Tizama versus Hideo Itami. Yep. It was a good match. Mm. It was a good match. Said said Alexander against Buddy Murphy tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Okay. Will I make it? Possibly not.
0: Well, I'll probably have it on in the background or something. Yeah. But uh But yeah, yeah. Um
1: Yeah, Enzo just stop.
0: Yeah, for real.
1: Just stop. Just try to live the most normal life as possible and use your WWE earnings as your retirement fund and just mm-hmm. cut your hair.
2: Yep.
1: Like just you know just live a normal life.
0: I, I absolutely, you know. Yeah. I don't know, or you he, he can show up at wrestling conventions. Enzo Amore, wrestling superstar, with Virgil, they can share a table.
1: For, yeah, former wrestling yeah. <laughs> oh god.
0: <laughs> now that would be the most depressing thing ever.
1: It is. It is. That, you know, I, I. That's almost as depressing as when I saw, um, I forgot his name, which says a lot.
0: But <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: from Sons of Anarchy, he played. Um, he played the leader of the Mayans. Okay. Nobody was at his table. Ah, damn, that sucks. But hopefully that could change when the minds get their own show.
0: Yeah. Word. Man.
1: But other than that, that's it. Okay. What have you been up to? Uh
0: I haven't been up to much this past week. Um, I did finally beat Mad Max uh on the PS four. And uh I th- I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. Um I've uh I pretty much like cl- close to 100% of the game um, because like there's not a whole lot to do. So I did most of the side quests or the majority of the side quests mm-hmm. and um, I got, I breezed through the, um, the main quest line so easy because by the time I re- picked up on the main quest after I did all the side quests at each stronghold, my character was like way beyond the maximum level. So I, so I basically just walked through the rest of the main quest and it was it was pretty cool for what it was. Um I think it is an underrated title. Um I think it, it is worth picking up. Um if you if you're a fan of Mad Max and you want if you're looking for something under the radar and, and uh and enjoyable. Uh, so I, so I I beat that. Um I'm fully committed to beating Dark Souls 3. I I resumed uh that game again last week. So right now I'm playing um one of I'm uh, playing the, uh, the night class. Mm-hmm. And I'm just uh, having a strength-based build for my character, so I'm just like trying to build up my st- strength stat and my vitality stat, and uh, or my vigor stat, so I can ex- extend my health bar. And it's it's pretty cool. It's a it's a it's a fun game. Very challenging. Uh, it's very challenging, but fair. Uh, even though I, I still prefer Bloodborne over Dark Souls, I'm still gonna uh, beat Dark Souls three. That's gonna be my mission. But I do have some other games that that I do want to get into as well. Uh, in particular. Uh, Final Fantasy XII: The Zodiac Age on the PS4, um, which I think retools the leveling system of of the original PS2 game, and uh, there's another game that I'm that I might get into for the PS3, um, Singularity, which is one of the games I bought uh, in my uh, retro games hunt a few weeks back. So yeah, so that's that's pretty much what I've been doing on the games front. Uh, on the movie movie front, watched a few documentaries on HBO. Yo HBO. Really? Yep, HBO has been they've been killing it with the documentaries, man. Um, I'm
1: not against their documentaries. I mean, they won me over with uh, oh. with the Andre the Giant one. I just haven't yep. honestly. I haven't turned on HBO
0: since. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like like HBO has got some plen- plenty of great stuff on their documentary front. Like there's one called uh, King in the Wilderness. Mm. Which is a really dope documentary on the last the last year of Martin Luther King's life. Oh really? Yeah, and it was a it was a deep documentary. And it was uh, interviews with people who worked with him who are still living, and um, you see some uh, rare footage of him. And uh, I think the one thing that really struck me the most though was uh, the footage of his funeral, which I had never seen.
1: I never seen like video footage but I've saw pictures.
0: Yeah, like like they actually show like footage of his funeral and it shows um the most heartbreaking moment of that whole documentary was Martin Luther King's father, yeah. MLK Sr. just viewing his son's body in the casket and he just breaks down and he utters this like this loud painful wail. Just cries out and it's like, "Damn, man. I don't, I got a, I had a tear in my eye, man." Cuz to be an ass if he cried. Uh, almost man because you because like you forget because like you know we all we know mlk rightfully so is the the icon you know right. but at the end you just saw a father grieving for his son and i'm like dang that man that that's heavy like i i hope and i pray that i i, I or anyone else Nobody that, we know that. that uh, no yeah. one goes through that kind of pain because uh. that's 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 rough yeah yeah it is yeah, but but it is a it is a great documentary because like he gets into cause it kind of gets into like the stuff that he tried to do.
1: Yeah, were uh, his kids in it?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, like a little footage of his kids, uh, rather. Um, there's more people who worked with him. Oh, okay. Like other activists. Um, <clears throat> I think like one of the, one of the, one of the other facts that kind of struck me about that documentary, King in the Wilderness, was that uh, like the hardest, like the the hardest uh part of his journey in the civil rights movement was was working in Chicago cuz like Chicago was a different type of racism than he was used to in the south when it was more overt yeah. and no, up, up north and to a certain degree like here in in the northeast like in Boston in particular like like you know you know white people especially back in those days like they're you know they're pretty friendly they're pretty I want to say friendly but just like tolerant you know they're just putting up with you but then when they feel like you're encroaching on their rights that's when you see the evil come out Man. He turn they turn into straight beasts and it's like like these white people picketing MLK's presence in in uh in Chicago they just got super ugly just super nasty like like his presence just like unleashed their inner their inner clansmen basically and like watching that it's like it kind of makes you wonder like to this day there are certain places that I dare not tread because I know I know some some white people yeah, yeah,
1: they still carried it. I have one that, client. Yeah. I remember working with one client. He was just racist. Yeah, like he would just like he like if he like if you made him mad or something over over like something stupid, mm-hmm. or even if he just didn't like you, like I mean the n word would just he yeah. would just blurt it out like he was like it was nobody's business. And then like his sister would come visit him. He's like. We weren't raised like that. Like we don't know mm. where it came from. Just...
0: Yeah, yeah, and and he it actually c- got
1: along with me though.
0: Wow, I think... this is weird. I hmm, or maybe I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. <laughs>
1: did, he did say it like one time, but then he realized it was me because his eyesight wasn't that. I guess he didn't. He hadn't seen me in a while, and then he did. Mm-hmm. Then he recognized me, and then like we would just cool after. We would just get cool after that.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. Yeah, it kinda makes me think of like how like if you like here in Rhode Island for example, like if you mentioned the word riverside to a black person or a person of <laughs> color, that's the reaction you'd get. You'd be like, Ugh I I don't know about Nobody that. I don't know about that place. Hell, I feel that way when I have to drive through West Warwick. <laughs> so So yeah. But yeah, King of, But yeah, King in the Wilderness. It's on HBO, it's an awesome documentary, well worth it. And uh yeah, besides that, I haven't seen another movie in theaters this past week, so I've just been chilling, just been focused on the games, just trying to catch up on my game slate.
1: In other words, you have really thought about it? It's like oh,
2: you
0: really thought about
1: seeing solo? Or you just like Nah, not today.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. I, I I just I just couldn't I didn't have it in me to see it. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was pretty much it. And um, I'm wondering if, uh, right. well, I don't know if anybody's hearing it, but right now our uh, neighbors next door, they are playing their music, so I don't know if our microphones are picking it up because the windows are open. Possibly
1: not. That's why I have my mouth like, very close to the mic.
0: Um. So, Uh. <clears throat> uh well, I, I would go get my headphones. In fact, I'm going to get it. It's on my desk real quick.
1: Okay. Well, I guess I'll just... Nope, I'm back. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Yeah, I'm just I'm just listening in on the headphones here, just to see if uh, if the sound from outside the window is being picked up in the back. If not, then I mean, then then we'll be okay. We'll be in the clear. Yeah,
1: because that editing process will probably would suck. You hear it? Yes? No? Maybe?
0: Uh, yeah, I kind of do. God damn it! Yeah. So um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna close the windows now. So uh, I guess uh, right now you could uh, I
1: guess yeah, I'll start off with the news and. Yeah. I of interest. So so far we're going to start off with um, James Mangold to direct the Boba Fett film. The Logan director will be, will be the third will be the third Star Wars spin-off film. Wait. The Logan director will be the third Star Wars spin-off film about a bounty hunter with a cool costume. Yeah, that's pretty much what he was. In addition, Lucasfilm is considering producing a Lando Calrissian spin-off film with Donald Glover to, to reprise the role. I mean, we—I still haven't seen Solo yet. I'm hearing that everybody did a good job,
0: mm-hmm. that he
1: did a good job as Lando. Um, James Mangold.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, props to what he did for.
0: Uh,
1: who you call it? For um, Logan, like I absolutely loved Logan.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. You know, um, so yeah, yeah, James Mangold, um, directing the Boba Fett film. I think you know because James Mangold he did a he did such a great job with the Wolverine character, particularly with Logan, as you say. And um, you know, at the same time, like it's like for years, like Boba Fett was just a bounty hunter with a cool costume. He literally did nothing.
1: Yeah, he he did nothing. Like, was his name even mentioned in the original trilogy?
0: No, it wasn't. No, not in Empire, but in Jedi, it was. Okay,
1: so it is just like. okay like because i would always see like the hype of boba fett
0: yeah and then
1: once i like revisited the revisited the trilogy Mm -hmm. because remember i saw it as a kid yep and forgot about it Mm Hmm. and i'm like that's it
0: yeah And plus he died a stupid death in jedi (laughs) just fell into the sarlacc pit so i don't know about um this background story this other spin-off film just you know exploring his background as an adult, I guess. Because we first saw him, chronologically speaking, in uh, Attack of the Clones when he was a kid, and his father was a bounty hunter, because Boba Fett's a clone of his dad. Okay. Yeah, but those movies are trash, so who cares?
1: Was he, like, even unmasked?
0: Um, No. No, he wasn't. But, um... Gee, they can do so
1: much with that, and Lord knows what they'll do with it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But... Yeah, you know what I mean. Th- these spinoff films are just gonna pretty much just like draw from the well. They're not they're not gonna do anything new. They're just yeah. gonna revisit old characters at this point.
1: Yeah. Well, Rogue One was good though. It was enjoyable, I, like
0: on the on the surface. Like if you're looking for just bare bones entertainment, Rogue One is. I,
1: I, I have fun with Rogue One.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You no know, no argument here. You know, it's it's like fast food. You know.
1: You know, and it was one thing I noticed because I know that um, Amelia Clarkson and and um, Solo. Yeah. I have yet to see her in a movie
0: that didn't flop. Well, well, wait a minute. She was in Terminator. Wait. Oh yeah, Terminator Salvation. Yeah, that did flop hard. And then this. Hmm.
1: I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else.
0: I'm pretty sure she was in a couple other movies, I just can't think of them. But okay. But yeah, so that's the news, uh James Mangold. Um Hey, you know, he's he's a terrific director, you know. He also directed uh 310 to Yuma the remake of that in 2007 awesome awesome remake I
1: didn't even know that was an that was a i didn't know i did not know that was a remake
0: yeah it was a remake of the same uh it was like a 1950s western of the same name and, uh, and the original was good but the but the remake was even better because it kind of expanded more on some of the, on, of the themes and he also directed walk the line with uh, joaquin phoenix as johnny cash that was a good movie uh, which reminds me i still haven't seen uh that that parody of Walk the Line called Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I haven't seen it either. I, I think it's on. I think it's on um, HBO now.
0: Yeah, I think so. I've always wanted to see it too. I never got never got around to it, but yeah.
1: Okay, so she was in Terminator Genesis.
0: Genesis, okay, yeah.
1: But then she did Me Before You.
0: Yep, she was in that.
1: Voice from the Stone. Mm-hmm. Solo, and then she's going to be in another one called Above Suspicion. Okay. Hmm. Well, it's completed, so.
0: All right. Well, you know, I mean, after Game of Thrones wraps next year, she's going to have to find some work, though.
2: Yeah, she has to find something.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, you got some other uh, news here. Uh, Idris Elba, uh, he's going to star and direct Netflix's Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, He will also produce music for the film and will portray the main character, Quasimodo. Uh, the film will be a modern-day reimagining of Victor Hugo's classic novel, which was also adapted into a Disney anim- animated film in 1996.
1: I was in that play in middle school.
0: Yep. Did you play Quasimodo? I did not. Uh,
1: I did not. I played Clopin. Okay. Uh, friend of uh, a friend of the show did play on play Quasimodo though.
0: Oh, who it? It was it? Wilson. <laughs> Yeah, you know, hey, this is—I th- I say this is pretty interesting, you know. ask Quasimodo, he
1: was taught in.
0: Yeah, because Quasimodo is supposed to be a short hunchback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I think Idris Elba—he's a—he's a great actor. So this will be very. This inter- will be interesting.
1: Like, yeah. how would you? How would you? Mo- how would you modernize it?
0: Yeah. Hmm. Like maybe. Uh,
1: sure. Obviously, gypsies will still have to exist.
0: Yeah, or they they can't call her a gypsy. They have to call it like Romanian, basically, because you know sometimes some people view gypsy as a pejorative. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's like you know, maybe he's like the hunchback of the uh, Notre Notre Dame University. Oh, see, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or she's trying to trying to join a football team like Rudy. I don't know, <laughs> but 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 hey, you know what? I'm um, I'm all for it because Idris e. Elba, He was in another awesome uh, Netflix original Netflix movie, uh, Beasts of No Nation. Which I did I
1: still haven't seen that.
0: That is a great movie. I
1: remember movie. you reviewing it and I still yeah. haven't seen that.
0: Yeah, it's it's a sad movie, but it is worth your time. Yeah. Hey, he was he, in the office. Oh yeah, he was, yeah. yeah he played Charles
1: Minor. Okay. was kind of a dickhead. <laughs> he was like that dickhead boss though, who would just be who was just like all about business, really wouldn't didn't want to like like establish friendships and stuff. Uh, like he was he would be he would be cordial, mm-hmm. but he would like he was very like cutthroat
0: uh like he took his job way too seriously very seriously uh okay yeah it sounds like a lot of fun but yeah uh got another news here uh jordan peele the director of get out he's developing a nazi hunter series for amazon uh, the series is called The Hunt, and Peel is developing the series with creator David Wheel. It's produced by Sonar Entertainment and Peel's company, uh, Monkey Paw Productions. Uh, the Hunt is set in the ni- 1970s, and it follows a group known as the Hunters that discover hundreds of high-ranking Nazi officials hiding out in the U.S. who are conspiring to, cre- to create the Fourth Reich. Now, the Hunters set out to stop them. Uh, no release date has been announced as of yet.
1: Jordan Peele's on a roll. Oh, yeah. I don't think he'll ever do comedy ever again.
0: Or if he does, it's going to have like a social edge to it. I mean,
1: possibly, but I I, I think he, I think, I don't think he's probably going to, he's probably going to like just, I think he probably found his calling behind the camera. Yeah. Instead of in front. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think Keegan Peele was that funny.
0: I know you said that before.
1: Like I just wasn't that big of a fan. They had yeah. some hits. Mm-hmm. But nothing to really like create a fan out of me.
0: Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair cuz you know Kim Peel it was a hit and miss show, but when it hit it hit. Yeah. Um and Jordan Peel man, his stock has been rising, you know. Yeah, it is. Winning, winning the Oscar for Get Out for Best Original Screenplay. This Nazi Hunter show that's coming out, which I will definitely check out on Amazon.
1: Black Klansman.
0: Yep, Black Klansman. Us coming out uh, next March with Lupita Nyong'o and Elizabeth Moss. Yo, this he's killing it, man. He is. He, he is. Yeah. I would
1: like to see him and Donald Glover work on something together. Oh man, that would be so. Because like both of them can't be touched right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, creative, the, the creativity like, is like a singularity right there. Yeah. Just boom. And I really want to see Keegan-Michael Key, you know, get in the mix somehow. They, they got to collaborate on something because they're a good team. And Keanu was hilarious, by the way.
1: He's, he's going to be in Lion King.
0: Oh, yeah, I know.
1: He's playing one of the hyenas.
0: Yeah. But I know Keegan-Michael Key, he's a talented dude. He can do more. And, uh, and hopefully they can collaborate again. But yeah, Jordan Peele, uh, Nazi Hunter series, The Hunt. Uh, once it comes out on Amazon, I will definitely check out for that, and I'll review it as well. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've always wondered about that concept, too, Nazi Hunters in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, some other Some other news for you gaming heads out there. The NES Classic is back in stock, or rather will be back in stock soon. Uh, Nintendo announced that the NES classic will be re-released next month on june twenty nine so beat those scalpers people if you haven't if you haven't picked up a uh, unit already
1: you know uh i i i thought I was gonna be mad, but I'm not that mad I'm not mad yeah like I got it when it came out
0: mm-hmm
1: okay maybe a month after it came out yeah you know i I worked hard to get it Yep. Too hard. If you could have you ask me, but <laughs> I mean two years, you know, be saying, eh, I got an NES classic, you don't? Mm-hmm. Yeah, two years of that and then just you know. I'm cool with it.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm cool with it. You know, I mean I mean I know scalpers are gonna have a field day with yeah, this. They are. But um
1: it depends on how much they, how much Nintendo puts out too. But we all know how notorious, it, you know, how scandalous uh, Nintendo can be when it comes to stocking their um, consoles.
0: Yeah, like they're all about that artificial scarcity, like making it rare, and because se- you know they have the money to just like, just like create millions of units. They do m- make everybody happy, but no, Nintendo wants to be. Uh, they just they just, they just want, just want, want to be,
1: be dickheads. Yeah, they just want, say it.
0: They just want to be dickheads, and they just want to be different, just for the sake of being different. You know, sometimes it works, like with the switch. Other times, it's like you're just you're just pissing on your customers. Yeah, yeah. But or you know, instead of the NES Classic, you could just simply you know download all the games on your PC. You know. Just, just buy the, those are your selective outrage. Buy the USB controller off Amazon, plug it into you, you your USB port, and just have fun. That's what you could do. It's easier. It's all right.
1: So, so you- you're okay with illegally downloading video games?
0: Now hold on, hold on a second. It's not. Listen, um, I'm I'm you. What you got to understand, Carl, is that is that the NES is almost is over thirty years old, right? right. And you know there are there the emulate the emulators are are free, okay. right? They they've always been available,
1: just like bootleg movies. Yeah,
0: but but that, 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 that's that's different. See, look, listen, look. You're still bootlegging.
1: You are still bootlegging. You are not just a, just how you got ma- just how you get mad when you say that people are not going to the Cineplex and watch these movies the way they're meant to be seen, which is how we said it in that episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: <laughs> so, people are playing these games not how, not how they're meant to be played by buying the original console and cartridge.
0: Ah, ah, but but here's the thing: when you bootleg a movie, you're you're getting piss poor picture and sound quality. And in, in most cases, people are recording it from their camera or their smartphone, like pointing their camera at the screen. I've seen
1: some good bootlegs. There's no
0: such thing as a good bootleg movie. No, tr- trust me on this. But with a, with an emu- with an emulated video game in the in the case of a of an emulated Nintendo or Super Nintendo game or Sega Genesis, you're getting the exact qu- exact same quality, exact same everything.
1: But you're still bootlegging.
0: But but here's the thing. It's, it's like
1: he's wrong. He's stuttering.
0: But here's the thing. It's like those games are out of print. They're not being produced. Correct right, so that so in many cases that's the only way that current generations of gamers can play those games,
1: right, but you're still bootlegging it though
0: i think bootlegging is a, is oh, a too harsh no nope it's, nope, nope it's
1: to say that you're still bootlegging it's
0: too harsh a word i would i would say uh you are um uh i i would say you are um you're, it's, it's, it's like you're, you're, you're vintage treasure hunting. You're
1: did, still bootlegging it. Did, um,
0: did you, anyway, listen. <laughs> Wh- whatever, man. What- selective outrage. It, 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 it's it's not selective. It's it's, it's, it's quite selective. different. It's quite different. But um, <laughs>
1: didn't you? I let me guess. Hold on.
0: What? You had Napster, didn't you? Of course. You had
1: LimeWire. Yup. Isn't that illegally downloading and bootlegging music? Hey, listen.
0: You had it Which too. The,
1: oh, I did. I boot. I have bootleg movies. I have bootleg video games. I have bootleg th- music. I have.
0: Listen, in the days of
1: but you still bootleg.
0: Everybody did. Listen, in, in the days
1: in Every, everybody still bootlegging movies. It's selective. No, opera. no,
0: no. You no, are no. still bootlegging. In the days of Napster, LimeWire, Kazoo, Kazaa. I remember Kazaa. that. Audio yeah. Galaxy. Look, it was a it was a wild west of the internet age, right? Okay. Back back in the late nineties, early two thousands, we didn't know any better. Still, okay. it, it was it was there, and people.
1: And guess what? The movies are still there. Well, <sighs> the, it, it's still bootlegging.
0: But I bought those. I bought. A lot of those, a lot of the music, a lot of the okay, albums. I bought so, a lot so, of the so it's, so it's music okay. Too,
1: but I still download if I didn't want to spend, because CDs were expensive back then. Yeah, if yeah, I didn't want to spend the 16, 17 bucks on whatever, if I knew somebody who, if I was able to bootleg it, then damn it, I did.
0: Let's move on, man. Uh, let's let's and move on.
1: There we go.
0: Whatever, man. Whatever. There we go. It is. It, I'm. I'm, I'm sh- I. I. I just can't articulate it at this time. But I am sure that it is different. Mm-mm. Okay. I just can't find the words. I don't no, have it, the yeah, research they, in okay, front of me.
1: They. They are different. Just different forms of entertainment.
0: Let's move on to this next headline. <laughs> it here. is
1: still bootleg. We should call this episode. Like it's still bootleg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got a name for the episode. <laughs> but anyway. Um. Let's let's move on to this uh, final headline here, uh, and, uh, and this this one this oh, one I Jesus. this one I do have some 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 words to say, and I'm and I'm, I'm sure you do too. Uh, there's a, there's a new NFL policy which addresses the national anthem controversy. Uh, NFL owners have approved a new policy last Wednesday. Uh, that requires players to stand for the national anthem if they are on the field. Players who choose not to stay on the field are permitted to stay in the the locker room during the singing of the national anthem. However, if players do not stand for the singing of the national anthem while they're on the field, their team will be fined and will face a penalty. Now, the NFL Players Association, which is the labor union representing the players, They say that the league owners did not consult them at all regarding this ruling, and according to the PBS NewsHour, the policy will fine entire teams and not individual players. Now, this could be a way for the NFL to avoid legal challenges from the players' union, since fines against a team would not be subject to collective bargaining. The NFL Players Association also said that it would challenge any changes that violate the collective bargaining agreement now i 'm going to say this, you know, I think the NFL is completely full of shit on this one when it comes to this ruling, um, and I think that they're they 're definitely kowtowing to uh, to the the angry Orange in office and his supporters they they 're also uh kowtowing to uh, fans who view the the players taking a knee as disrespecting the National Anthem. This further obfuscates and misrepresents the whole point of the players taking a knee because the the players taking a knee, they were doing that because they were trying to protest police brutality, specifically the shooting of unarmed black men at the hands of cops. That's why they were taking a knee. It was not about disrespecting the National Anthem. It was not about disrespecting the U.S. flag. But... In spite of that, Roger Goodell and the NFL, an all thirty-two NFL owners say, "Well, you know what? It is. disrespecting the flag. So if you don't take, if you take a knee while you're on the field, you're gonna your team's gonna get fined." So the NFL is completely full of crap on this one.
1: I, I, honestly, like I'm an NFL fan. Uh, go Cowboys! I uh, shut up. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I definitely agree. I, I definitely agree. Like, they really lost. They lost sight of what Kaepernick was was doing, yeah. and what they choose they tend to forget how this whole thing started. Because remember, when the whole thing started, he didn't do nothing; he just sat there. Yeah, that's what really generated, you know, really pissed people off. Yep. And then he explained it. He said, "Listen, I'm protesting oppression and all that. My, you know." Even though he grew up pretty privileged, like he was aware of it, mm-hmm. didn't like it, and he decided to use his platform to do something about it. Oh yeah, so we did that. So of course, you know, he started getting the backlash. So Kaepernick, when this is the part that they tend to forget mm. that he had a conversation
0: mm-hmm.
1: with a soldier with a with a veteran.
0: Yep, he did.
1: Had a dis- had a uh, a dignified con- conversation mm-hmm. and said, okay. What is something I can do to prove my point, mm-hmm. but yet not be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And the veteran said, you know what? How about taking a knee?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So then that tends to spread like wildfire.
0: Yep. You
1: know what I mean? Like there was a like I remember like coming across a story when this whole thing was happening that there was a there was a girl who was singing a national anthem at a basketball game and she was and she sung it while taking a knee.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: a lot of high school play, a lot of teams. You know, were doing. You know, a lot of like local pee wee te- teams, high school teams. You know, they were doing that. So um, yeah, it just pissed off. It basically, it just pissed off the wrong people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hence, it, our yeah. celebrity in chief. Yep. Mm-hmm. And
1: his supporters. Yeah. And another thing too is like. Okay, these NFL owners are all old, all old white men. Yeah. So like their minds are like still old school. That's how they. That's how it voted. Now, big ups to like some of the owners. There were some owners. I know um, Arthur Blake, who uh, owns the Falcons. I'm probably saying his name wrong, mm-hmm. but um, he stood with his team. Yeah. He stood with his team, Jerry. Unfortunately, he's he's one of the most senile guys anyway.
0: Yeah. Jerry's old and senile guy. Great businessman.
1: Probably one of the best businessmen I know about. Mm-hmm. But he's old and senile.
0: Yeah. And he, he owns his own world. Jerry's world. Yeah.
1: Beautiful place. Oh. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> knock it. Yeah. It was such a beautiful place. I need to go back one of these days. Mm. But, I mean, it, it's unfortunate. It's going to create much more backlash. Yeah, so and, and then even Vince McMahon is old and senile. He is he. That was one of the rules of the XFL was like there will be no protesting of the anthem, anthem whatsoever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Which is gonna be like eh, I don't think a lot of players are gonna want to play now.
0: Yeah, and plus Trump is. I mean Vince yeah, is Trump's boy, boy, so yeah. you know there's that. And plus, I think I think you're right too. There might be a few other players that might follow Kaepernick's example. They they might just like quit the league altogether. Yeah. Or I think in Kaepernick's case, he wasn't he wasn't even drafted back. Like, he was kind of blackballed from the league, was he?
1: You can kind of... Yeah, you can kind of say that. He, um... Yeah, you can basically say that he was blackballed. Like, he, um... Because, well, first of all, when he was doing that, he really wasn't doing so good on the field.
2: hmm
1: yeah. You know, his, his numbers have statistically, like, dro- has dropped significantly. Yeah. And, um... So that was one reason why he was enda- he ended up getting benched, mm-hmm. and then when it came time to renew his contract, the Niners didn't renew it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he just been he's basically been an- he's been a free agent since. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, he just never been picked up. But I knew uh, last I heard, I think he worked out for the Saints,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like um, about a month ago. Don't yeah. quote, don't quote me on it, but I know he's like going back to work on it. And he said that he actually would. He's like, you know, what? I won't kneel if I come back to the league. That I won't kneel. Yeah. But you know what? I know some people are upset about it, but I think, I think he accomplished he accomplished his mission because what yeah. it did is that it brought up conversation.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it did.
1: brought up conversation and awareness to the issue that he to the issue that he had. Mm-hmm. Then you know up front. yeah. So uh, I mean, right now, like there are people who are protesting this ruling. So like we can only, as of right now, we can only, only time will tell on this.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. Like when when the next season rolls around this fall, it's gonna be, it's it's gonna be pretty ugly, I'd say. Yeah. And I think um, I don't I don't know if the NFL's ratings will take a hit to a certain degree because I know because this shows that like. You know, I mean, because I cause I wonder, like, if you're an, if you're an NFL fan and you feel for the players, like, you, like you agree with what the players are protesting against, it's like, how do you feel? Like, you're you, like you want to watch you want to watch the game, but at the same time, you're you're not you hate what the owners are doing, right? And it's kind of like at the end, it's like you're giving the NFL your time and money still. So it's like, what do you do as a fan? And yeah, yeah, it's,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's it hurts. It, it does hurt. Yeah. The thing is, here's my thing too. It's like, okay, I'm a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. Say I just say you know I'm gonna stand with Kaepernick and watch, and not watch football, mm-hmm. not do fantasy or anything. Yeah. That'll be the year the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, and I'll be pissed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like
1: the, I would be pissed.
0: Yeah, the 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 season you don't watch. That's when they actually win.
1: It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want that to happen.
0: Yeah, I can I could see I could I could see that like especially especially like after what. Like thirty decades, you know. Shut up. It's been a long but, time. I know that, but but, uh, but yeah, and, and test my loyalty. <laughs> but but also too, one other thing too is like when people talk about for those who who still think it's about oh disrespecting the anthem and the flag. Well, what a do you Go ahead. like? Like for some, for for a lot of you fans out there who who watched the live games in the stadiums, what do you do when the anthem's playing? Like. If, if, you're, if you're not standing up with a the, with the hand over your heart and singing along and whatnot, you're probably marching off to the concession stand to get your food in and your beer in while, while, while the lines are low. You're probably going off to, to use in the restroom. When you're at home watching a game when the anthem's playing, what are you doing? Are you standing up in front of the TV singing along to like this with your hand over your heart like Jack Swagger, We the People? No. No, I actually said
1: Honestly, I have not watched. No, I literally sat my ass down the entire time.
0: Yeah, like you, you just sit, I did. you just sit down. You just you're just munching off munching on your uh, appetizers and whatnot for the game. You're drinking your beer and you're just waiting for the game to start. That's it. You, like you, you you don't care about the national anthem any more than any more than any other and any more than the average fan really.
1: Not to mention you're you do realize like they've only been requiring the players to be on the field for the anthem. They've only been doing that possibly for like the past ten years. Oh yeah. Yeah, before that, the play they would do it like before the players entered the field. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Hmm. There was a reasoning behind that too. I just it just escapes me escapes me right now.
0: Yeah, I think it was something too that like the Department of Defense actually gave the NFL a lot like millions of dollars. Yeah. It's like advertised their uh the pro military stance and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that the NFL that's
1: I wanna say that is that's what it was.
0: Yeah, maybe that's like a big part of the reason why they did that did that ruling. Yeah. But you know, it, it it's, it's definitely it definitely sends the the NFL's ruling is definitely the wrong call. It sends the wrong message, and you know once once the new season rolls around, it's going to be real, real interesting and not in a good way. Like how how it's going to turn out. Yeah. You know, I mean, are you, what's going to happen when when one player when 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 players from every team takes a knee? Are you going to find every team across the board? What are you going to do then? So yeah the n f l did they set themselves up they they kind of set themselves up for failure with this one i think in terms of backlash like you, you said, know it's
1: really gonna, it's, it's gonna be interesting oh yeah
0: so yeah that's that's pretty much it um yeah so uh so at the end of the day some fans some of you n f l fans you're just gonna you you're you your 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 mouths are firmly planted on the teat of the n f l you can't get off the breast already so Oh, well. It's sad, you know, with your fantasy football and whatnot. Anyway, let's talk about <laughs> – <laughs> or foosball, is that what it's called? Anyway. Don't even start.
1: Don't even start because <laughs> the, super, the episode after the Super Bowl, you were saying everything right. Yeah. So don't get bougie on us. <laughs> I'm not
0: bougie. I'm the last person you should call bougie. I'm the most down-to-earth person you can ever meet. Facts.
1: You don't shut your bougie ass. <laughs>
0: But yeah, let's get into um, let's get into some um, some uh, movies here and TV shows. We're getting into a, a, our summer movie preview or summer TV slash movie preview of 2018. So these are the some of the movies and shows that we're looking forward to um, this uh, in the months of June, July, and August. So uh, we'll probably go back and forth seeing what we're looking forward to. So. Okay. Uh, Carl, you kick us off. What's one of the one of the movies or shows that you're looking forward to this summer?
2: Uh,
1: I guess I'll start with movies and as a Marvel guy, mm-hmm. shout outs to John Aponic. Yep. We're Ant-Man true. and the Wasp. Yeah. Like now with the events of Infinity War, mm-hmm. I-, I gotta see what's next. I gotta see what's next in the MCU.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it. D- from the looks of it it looks like it does take place sometime before infinity war like right
1: i think right before
0: yeah and it's going to be interesting to seeing how ant-man and the wasp will factor into the avengers 4 like if the if the quantum realm or the quantum dimension is going to factor in with the soul gem stuff i I think that's my that's my theory going forward um and uh, it looks like a fun time, you know, like a superhero romantic comedy. Yeah,
1: I think it's going to start off as a romantic comedy, and then it's just gonna, and then shit's just gonna hit the fan right there. Yeah. I think probably like the ne- probably with the exception of Captain Marvel because that's set that's going to be set in the nineties. Yeah. I think until infinity until um, Avengers four, which is what two movies. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be some slow it's gonna be some like sad endings
0: oh yeah for sure for that's sure a,
1: you sick bastard you got what you want and shout out to man. old kendrick reed for for tuning in it Was good brother
0: hey man thank you for joining the show uh yeah so ant-man and the wasp i mean that's that's gonna be pretty major that and captain marvel which i think is coming out in the fall
1: no or next time like next february I think. next february yeah that's
0: right yep yeah so um I mean I-, I wish there was a DC movie on this list. <laughs>
1: Isn't it? Aquaman. Aquaman's coming out in the fall, right?
0: Yeah, December. Uh, Aqua Reigns or Aqua Roman. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically Roman Reigns. Wow.
1: Well, if they decide to, if they decide to do boo the Roman Reigns story,
0: Yup. <laughs> Jason Momoa. Jason,
1: we got you. We got the actor.
0: Yeah, although is he is he too tall to play Roman Reigns though? Roman's tall though. Yeah, but not like because I think Jason Momoa was like seven feet tall, close to it. No, I don't think no, he... dang. Cause I'm thinking of his character from Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, but you gotta understand, Amelia Clock's short as fuck.
0: Oh yeah, she is. Uh, he's not Aquaman. He's not a good fish. He's not a bad fish. He's the fish.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, that's what we can call it, the guy. The yeah. Roman Reigns story. Yep. <laughs> Uh, it's not,
0: yeah. It's not showing his height but, uh, on Wikipedia. Uh, put put the the guy in quotes. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp that comes out on July ninth. So yeah, that's gonna be a really it's gonna be a nice little summer summer fun right there. Uh, as for me, on uh, one movie that I'm definitely looking forward to this summer is uh, this really interesting movie, and it's directed by. Um, uh, this uh, underground rapper, Boots Riley. He's uh, one half of the underground rap group called The Coup. Mm-hmm. And he's directed this movie called Sorry to Bother You. And it stars Lakeith Stanfield and Tessa Thompson. And uh, it's set in Oakland, California. And the film follows Lakeith Stanfield's character, who's this, he's this black telemarketer. And uh, he, in order for him to succeed in telemarketing, he adopts a white voice <laughs> on the phone. To, to fool his customers
1: oh back to the Jason Momoa is 6'4 and Roman Reigns is
0: 6'3 oh perfect casting right there yeah
1: the guy the Roman Reigns story
0: <laughs> yeah I can see Adrian Adrian uh, review, oh my uh, god DeVere. I gotta go see that yeah
1: no you can do the. go ahead do the <laughs> Adrian impression
0: oh my god have you seen the guy the Roman Reigns story it, it, it is like the greatest film of all time oh my god Jason Momoa is gonna be an Academy Award winner best actor all day I put that on everything son yo he's, he's that nigga son yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, I am definitely going to highlight this on the
0: wrestling group. <laughs> hey, you know, shout out to Adrian, though. Yo, that's my dude. That's my yeah. guy. But, yo. But, yeah, Sorry to Bother You. Um, I'm looking forward to this film because it looks mad funny. And early reviews have given it, like, tremendous praise for really? both the Keith Stanfield and Cessa Thompson. What's the name of it? Uh, Sorry to Bother You. Oh, okay. It's coming out July ninth. 9- no, July 6th. And it's a, it's an interesting comedy. It's like the whole um, adopting a white voice on the phone. It, it, it's funny because like um, when I, when I worked at a call center, I had that going through my mind. Like what? I if, had a white voice. Like what if I adopt a white voice? Would it be more successful with customers? I actually tried that one time, and it just didn't work. I was like, no. What am I, I doing? I
1: used it when I worked at Advance.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Yo, give give, give us your best white oh, guy voice. Oh God,
1: no. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: um
0: give the people what they want carl
1: nobody in this chat said that they wanted it <laughs> uh, then i mean i started it but then like after a while like and once i once all the customers knew who i was I'd be like mm. if you had pots and batteries but you want
0: oh, yeah. I, I went
1: from chick-fil-a to mcdonald's like real quick <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh chick-fil-a what an awful chain <laughs>
1: chick-fil-a is so good
0: i refuse yeah you refuse but it's
1: th- listen and those angels for, that they have working for you trust me you Is it it necessary to have a white voice as a, um
0: as a um i i i would i would not think so um yeah That that's i i don't that's my best white guy voice i i, I don't know how god that is awful it is awful. That
1: is awful. i will just be like, "Okay, I'll give it to you." I'm like, uh, "Advanced Auto Parts and batteries, this car. Okay, what kind of car is it? What year, Maker or model?" And like, this, it, was, it wasn't nothing great.
0: It sounds exactly like your normal voice, Carl. But
1: I try to be more <laughs> polite. <laughs> wow. It's but, not like I'm going Advanced Auto Year. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before, though. Wow. I knew who the customer was.
0: Okay, yeah. Did it was just some random old white lady on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's coming out July sixth. Sorry to bother you. Uh, what else you got? What else are you looking forward to?
1: Um, I'm not gonna go out of my way to like go to the movies and see this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'll check out Uncle Drew.
2: Yeah. Uncle
1: Drew looks like just one of those movies that you're just out with your boys and be like, "Yo, let's go see Uncle Drew." All right.
2: Yeah, I, I would you say just so. go
1: and have have a good laugh, and then that's kind of it.
0: Yeah, like you're gonna forget about it by the end of the year. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you never know; it might go above and beyond. But uh, but you know what? Uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, that must be awesome, though. Yeah, it must be. Um, <laughs> for for our listeners out there, Oh o- Kendrick Reed uh, left a comment here. He says that. Says, um, I am country as hell, and people are shocked when I start talking blurred stuff. Indeed, yeah,
1: it's, it's so, it's, that'd be interesting to hear. That would, that would be interesting to hear.
0: It would be. It'd be it, dope though. Yeah, like like we know like a couple like like a few like hood like real hood people, and you could be surprised how nerdy they actually are. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's just dope. But uh, but yeah, um. Uh, Uncle Drew. It looks it looks fun. It's got Tiffany Haddish, Little Rel Howarian is in it. Yeah,
1: he's got a new show coming out this year. Oh, he does. Yeah, with um, Jess hilarious. She's like hilarious on Instagram though. She just be roasting people. I got to play you one of her roasts one day. Okay. Oh god, when she roasted Wendy Williams because Wendy Williams posted a picture of her as a kid and oh my god, Mm. like when I first heard it, I mean I was in tears.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll check that out. Um, I'll probably review it on the, on the show. Um, another, another movie that I'm looking forward to, of course, we talked about this on the podcast a couple times, Black Klansman, coming out August 10th.
1: That's going to be dope.
0: Yeah, man. That's going to be dope. Yeah, Spike Lee directed, produced by Jordan Peele.
1: Yeah, we already... That's a recipe for greatness.
0: Yeah, man, and you know it's been a while since Spike Lee made a, like a, a great film. Like he's made he's made some pretty good, interesting ones. Like, like um, shout out to a uh, uh, Bad Lad uh, from from a couple of weeks ago. He did mention a, a, a movie that I reviewed on the podcast, Shy Rack. Yeah, yeah, which is also dope with uh, Nick Cannon as a hardcore thug rapper. I
2: can't
0: do it, I can't Tr- yo. It. I, I I couldn't picture it myself, but yo, he plays the part like if you if you had no idea who Nick Cannon was and you saw Shy you'd be like, yo, who's this dude? He play, he plays a part. Listen, he was convincing.
1: Devin, Devin Miles from Drumline, okay?
0: <laughs> hey, Drumline is still cool. I love Drum. I love Drumline. Yeah, had a decent soundtrack too. when it, I think it, about it,
1: it. Uh, yeah, my and not. But then Dre, Drumline kind of ruined my life because I watched it in Baltimore, and then I come back, and I was like, "Yo, you look like Nick Cannon from Drumline." <laughs> I was like, God damn it! So I had to hear that for like a year or two until like the movie died down, mm-hmm. and then eventually I ended up cutting my braids. So yeah, yes, I had braids.
0: Yeah, yeah you did you did you thinking about growing back the braids back Dude, <laughs> I am
1: in my 30s I'm done with that phase I, I am done with that phase man <laughs> Nick Cannon is hilarious <laughs> hey
0: fuck Nick Cannon son <laughs> oh man but yeah Black Klansman man August 10th I will definitely be in theaters first day um, how about you man An- another movie
1: Incredibles 2
0: yes yeah, man. Credibles two that's coming out June June fifteenth.
1: Yeah, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be one of those where you like, yo, you gotta tell parents to like lead them crying ass kids at home, which but yeah. well, which won't happen. Mm-hmm. But I- I'm definitely looking forward to that one. I had I have fun, you know, hanging out with my little cousins watching the first one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first one is so good. Yeah, and- so like
1: uh, i'm cool uh, i'm i'm definitely gonna look i'm looking forward to seeing how that's gonna turn out
0: yeah me too and i'm surprised it took him this long to make a sequel yeah
1: i don't know why either like disney yeah. you pretty much gonna own the world within the next 50 years so like yeah i you know, got the money
0: yeah because incredibles the first one came out in 2004
1: damn that's what yeah
0: 14 years, years ago jesus yeah man i was in college at the time man
1: and shout outs to natalie watching
0: <laughs> Yep. Yeah. hey welcome but yeah, Incredibles two. That's gonna be dope. Um, Cause like Brad Bird, man, he's the creator of Incredibles, and he's a writer director. Like he can do no wrong so far. Like he did. Uh, well, he directed Tomorrowland, which I heard wasn't all that. Never heard of it. No. Yeah, it was with uh, George Clooney. It was a live action movie. Yeah, yeah. Aris said it was okay at best. Um, but he did a Brad Bird. He did Incredibles. He did a Ratatouille, um, The Iron Giant which is
1: okay, Iron Giant's like a modern classic.
0: Oh yeah. That movie's almost 20 next year it's going to be 20.
1: Jesus. Yeah,
0: man. Yo. They last forever these movies. But yeah, Incredibles 2 like Pixar, they they get it right 9 times out of 10. You know, they like they're they they have a near perfect track record. You know, the 10th time you usually get a, a like a, a cars or the good dinosaur.
1: Cars has a fan base
0: yeah, it does. But then, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just overanalyzing it, but the world of cars doesn't make any sense to me because, like...
1: nothing has to be, like...
0: No, because or... when you think about the cars, it's like, how do they go to the bathroom? It's like, do they just, like, oh, empty their oil? Or, like, do they get oil changes? Like...
1: How would you even think that about a car? Like, who... Is there a scene where they actually use a restroom?
0: But but here's the question, though. Like, how how do cars procreate in that universe? Do they just build themselves from the ground up? See, you're thinking way too into it. I'm just saying, though, you are
1: thinking way too into that. I mean, first of all, just remember these movies aren't meant for kids. They don't think about that shit.
0: Well, well, well. Actually, I I got to stop you there because, like, with Pixar, they do keep adults in mind. Like, that's why. Yeah, I mean- because
1: adults are taking their kids to see the movie. They gotta throw some jokes in. Look at Shrek
0: too. I've never seen any of the Shrek movies though.
1: Shrek two, I would say. Well, yeah, I like I like part two the best.
0: Okay. Well,
1: uh, even though I only saw the first two. I would say that two was my favorite.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm like, yo, there was some adult, there was some adult jokes in there that yeah. they had to like. Hey, we know you guys are spending your hard-earned money to keep your kids happy. We'll throw it. Yeah. We'll throw you guys a couple of bones and of jokes here for you guys, and that's it. But ain't nobody. There's no need to go that far in depth with
0: freaking cars oh i i agree but there was
1: no there's no need for it yeah but when like ha- it's the, it was that mo- type of movie where you mm. it's, you're not supposed
0: to right but but when you see that kind of universe when it's nothing but cars like talking walking well, walking driving talking cars a lot of questions instantly pop up automatically no, they instantly popped up in your head
1: nobody gives a shit about
0: that how do they pro- procreate that's that's the big question who
1: gives the shit. Matter of
0: fact, you know what? If I made a Pixar movie, that, the, I would explore that. How do cars procreate?
1: And it's gonna be dark as fuck. Somebody's gonna have cancer. Car cancer.
0: <laughs> like, what? A bad alternator? <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, I just came... I'm gonna write that down. Oh, this motherfucker. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, some other movies that... How, how does a car excrete its waste? That's a good question. Easy, right putting the,
1: the gas pedal and it's just gas.
0: Yeah, something like that. It's The carbon dioxide. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, other another movie I'm looking forward to this summer. Um, it comes out August 17th and stars Melissa McCarthy and a bunch of Muppets. It's called The Happy Time Murders, and this one looks this one looks hilarious. It, this it looks like this year's sausage party. In, in that Is that
1: why you mentioned Sausage Party before we went on here?
0: Yeah, the, the the Happy Time murders. If you haven't seen it, it's a it's it's a it's an R rated comedy where Muppets are their own species. They they coexist with humans, and it's a apparently it's like a buddy cop slash murder mystery. And um, the synopsis here reads. A puppet private investigator named Phil Phillips reunites with his ex-partner, the detective Connie Edwards, played by Melissa McCarthy, to find a serial killer who murdered Phil's mu- Muppet brother and is now targeting the cast members of the 1980s TV series, The Happy Time Gang. So, a bunch of Muppets, a bunch of like R-rated and R-rated, X-rated, raunchy ass humor and some violence. I'm there. I'm there, man. And, and you know, I I I, I, re- I really like the 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 tagline for this movie is called the ta- the tagline for the the tagline for this movie is no sesame all street that's pretty clever though I gotta say
1: I the the video the trailer has popped up on like my Facebook like timeline
0: mm-hmm.
1: like not my timeline my news feeds yeah but I haven't took the time to like watch it
2: Mm-hmm.
1: but in, I don't know, I just Yeah, it possibly could be the new Suspect. Is Seth Rogen involved in it?
0: As far as I don't know. Right. I know Joel McHale is in it.
1: All right. <laughs> All right. And then Natalie says, How do Muppet, how do Muppets procreate?
0: Uh, again, you, you know what? I think that's a question that the Happy Time Murders should answer in some way. And because somehow, you know what, they probably will. I mean, in fact, if you if you watch the trailer for this film, um, there's a hilarious gag where um, there there are two Muppets banging in the interrogation room, and uh, the, uh, the the male Muppet, I think it's Phil Phillips, um, he uh, explodes, he reaches his peak, and it's silly string, silly string just coming out of that Muppet uh, pecker, silly string everywhere. So that answers there's something there. So that, that answers how Muppets uh, uh, bust a uh, silly string nut, apparently. So if, if that doesn't sell you on this movie, nothing will. So I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it.
1: Well, then. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know what else to say on that one. Um, I guess I'm just going to go with my uh, final movie, um, Ocean's 8. Hmm. Okay, look oh. my two hands. <laughs> that must be in the trailers. <laughs> wow, but yeah, Ocean's Eight. Eh, interesting turn on like Ocean's Eleven.
0: Yeah, have you seen the Ocean's Eleven films?
1: No, I never had a chance to like really sat down and watch it.
0: Yeah, so we, the first one is the best one. The Ocean's original,
1: 11. like the original one with the Rat Pack.
0: Oh, I haven't seen the Rat Pack one, okay. but the but the one with um uh. Ocean's Eleven that came out in two thousand one with uh, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Bernie Mac. I was RIP. Ready to
1: say, I'm like, you better mention, you better mention Bernie Mac.
0: Oh yeah, that movie is that movie still holds up. That's a fun movie. Like Ocean's Twelve and Thirteen. Eh. Okay.
1: they say, hey, it was more of those. Hmm, looks like we kind of got a franchise here.
0: Yeah, Ocean's Twelve like it it it, did, it tried to recapture the magic while trying to be too clever for its own good, yeah. and it was just like, nah, this just isn't the same and thir- and I, from what i from what i hear Ocean's 13 was pretty much a remake of the first Ocean's 11 in terms of its plot mm-hmm. cuz they they rob another casino right and it's like eh, okay but Ocean's 8 it looks interesting i i love the cast Sandra Bullock Kate Blanchett uh Mindy Mindy Kaling Mindy, K- yeah, Mindy Kaling Mindy Kaling Aquafina Aw- Rihanna um who else a um, bunch of other names that I'm blanking out on right now. Oh, and Hathaway. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm going to check that out. It, it sounds like a fun little caper film, all-female cast, great actresses, so some o- Oscar winners up in there.
1: Sandra, Bullock and o- Sandra Bullock's an Oscar winner, right?
0: Yeah, she is. Uh, she won for The Blind Side. Oh, okay. Which, uh, okay, yeah, The Blind Side. I wasn't a fan. Did you see that movie?
1: Bits and pieces. I never. That's another one where I never like really sat down to watch it.
0: I know Blindside has its fans, and Sandra Bullock. She was good in it, but it it just
1: too much estrogen.
0: Oh, oh, that's not nice. That's not. Uh, But but
1: um, I'm guilty for laughing
0: yeah yeah you are um but i but I will say, um, the blind side, I wasn't a fan because it, it just reeked too much of like racial paternalism, like you got this this sassy rich white lady taking in this poor big black guy who's who's good at football and and I know it was based on a true story, but yeah, even michael yeah. like michael orr but even michael orr was wasn't really feeling the movie that much, so when you watching it i it's it's a cringy movie. you, it's you gotta cringy. like change
1: stuff for dramatic purposes. You know? Yeah, you you do. They, they do like t- studios do that. Yeah, like I like I remember um, rest in peace my boy Lex when he passed away. He was part of a biker gang, mm-hmm. oh, wow. and um, they had like a little fundraiser at this bike at this biker bar, mm-hmm. you know, for him. So I went to that, you know, to, you know, to show some love. A couple of friends that we used to work with were going to be there. Yeah, and. Um, Yo, so everybody was in there and their cuts and everything. So I actually had a chance to like have a conversation with them. And that year, the, like a couple of weeks before that, mm-hmm. that was when I had my birthday party and I dressed up as a member of Sam Crow, ah, Sons okay. of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. So then I was talking to them, and one of my friend and a friend of mine, I was telling them that a friend of mine was joking around and saying, Hey, to fit in, you should wear your Sons of Anarchy costume. And they was like, No, do not do that they will make they will make fun of you to the point where you run out of this bar where you run out of this bar. Mm -hmm. So then I'm sitting there like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I mean I so I was like, you know what? you know, having a conversation about it. I was like, is it really like that? And they're like, no. Mm -hmm. No. A lot of that stuff was just added for purposes, you know, added for TV purposes, for dramatic purposes. But I think sons, they part they portrayed the brotherhood of it, because those brotherhoods are strong.
0: Oh, I bet. Yeah, they are
2: strong.
0: Mm. Yeah, motorcycle clubs, man. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like I had like mad respect. Like ever since that funeral, I had like nothing but respect for them. And they do that for like, they, they if it's somebody that they care about, they would, they'll parade. Like they had like a thousand, like nine hundred motorcycles wow. at his funeral.
0: Man, that's that's what's up. It's kind of badass.
1: Yeah, it was dope. Yeah, it was dope. I gained so much respect for them because of that.
0: Hmm. Indeed.
1: Um, what you want to?
0: Uh, I know you
1: have more movies than I did.
0: Yeah. Um, another movie I'm looking forward to this summer is coming out August 17th also. It's uh, Crazy Rich Asians, which is based on the uh, popular novel by Kevin Kwan, which I still want to read that book, so I might find some time for it before the movie comes out. Um, this one, it's uh, it centers on a Chinese-American e- economics professor uh, who accompanies her boyfriend to Singapore for her best friend's wedding only to become thrust into the lives of Asia's rich and famous because she discovers that her boyfriend comes from a very wealthy family with a dark past, and every woman wants him. So every woman wants to be the rich bay. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's got a beautiful cast of, of Asian actors and actresses, you know, my peeps. So Half. Yeah, you know, representing the other half of me. So uh, I'm going I'm to I'm check that movie out. A uh, Constance Wu is in it. Henry Golding, um, um, Ken Jeong is in it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Yao is in it. Uh, so yeah, it, it looks it looks pretty fun. Like when you, like. Said
1: it sounds racist. What was that? Oh, Kendrick said it sounds racist.
0: It's not. Trust me, because th- this movie, this I mean, it's based on the novel written by an Asian Asian um, uh, author. The movie, the movie stars and is directed by Asian uh, filmmakers and actors, so it looks like it's it looks pretty tight. So it it it, it, it doesn't look like a white per, white person's idea of what an Asian country, in this case Singapore, looks like. So it looks it it, def, it definitely looks like it's going to be worth the time, and it shows how representation matters, man. When you got some interesting voices out there, they give you some interesting characters.
1: Okay, two things. Two things. Nat says, why is Ken the token Asian now? I think he's like the most popular one and
0: Well he, well here's the thing. Ken Junk, he's not the main character. He uh, plays a like a s I guess looks like a small point character. character. Yeah.
1: And then you think they'll since it's since it's based on Singapore, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what you would how you would call those people Singaporeans.
0: Yeah, I think it's about right. All right. Yeah.
1: You think they'll bring up the Canaan situation from the nineties?
0: Uh yeah, people always bring that up. I don't think so. No, it's possible. They might they might make a passing mention of it. That, that's
1: what I'm thinking too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, but yeah, check out the trailer. It does look kind of dope. Uh, I will definitely be there, and hope hopefully, hopefully the the movie will be just as good as the book. From what I hear, the book is really awesome. All right. Yeah. What's next? Um, there's another movie. It's a uh, it's coming out June 22nd. It's a sm- independent drama called Under the Silver Lake and it stars Andrew Garfield and Riley Keough. Keo yeah uh it's directed directed by David Robert Mitchell who directed uh that horror movie it follows mm-hmm. which is which is pretty dope and um Andrew Garfield he plays this guy who falls in love with this with this chick um who 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 they 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 hit it off, but then she disappears the next day. Like she moves from her apartment. Like her apartment's totally empty. But Sam, he's kind of a he's kind of an airhead. He's, he's kind of stupid. So he he's like a big conspiracy theorist. So he connects all the dots as to why this, this girl disappeared. So he's like seeing patterns in real life that aren't there. And he's like connecting like these numbers and this, and these symbols and what they might mean and why she moved and all this. And like he's he's like hardcore doing some detective work tracking her down. And, and he runs into like a crazy cast of characters like billionaires, celebrities, um, just weird ass people around L.A. It, look, it looks really interesting, you know. It's it's for the conspiracy theorists who swear up and down that they can see patterns in Tupac's, you know, last album yeah. or his last movie, basically. But I'm gonna check it out Un- under Under the Silver Lake, and Andrew Some Garfield's a great actor too. Ago.
1: What the song a long time ago, <laughs> oh no! Just because you mentioned, hearing the notes in Tupac, it just made me ask oh, yeah. it.
0: Dave Chappelle, that ain't your wife.
1: <laughs> Go home.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, that movie sounds dope, and Andrew Garfield, man, like he was awesome in Hacksaw Ridge. So I'm looking forward to seeing. I him want in this another
2: Spider
1: Man with him.
0: He was he was a good he was a good Peter Parker.
1: I, I did not think those movies. That, I mean, I know you're not a fan of them, but I really mm. didn't think those movies were bad.
0: Well, the first one was I, but part two was ugh. yeah, it was. No, it was I, a did, fight. I enjoyed
1: part two, and not to mention they like teased us with the Sinister Six of sex and their post credit scene. Yeah, they and we did. Never got it. Nope. Never got it. I was interested in just seeing another doc Oct- doc octopus. Yeah. Even though the fur from spider-man 2 was fire
0: yeah alfred molina
1: that was his name because he played in da vinci code too
0: yeah oh, man that was a that was an iconic performance right there like as da doctor. vinci code or oh, doctor doc ock oh yeah 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 man so i'm
1: let's uh try to breeze through uh the tv shows real quick
0: yeah
1: uh cloak and dagger oh yep um i'm going into that one with low expectations yeah Cloak and Dagger would be like particularly dark characters mm-hmm. and you know it's gonna be on freeform and it's gonna it's gonna be a teen drama
0: yeah like a YA so just
1: like you know I did with Runaways I went in with low expectations but I did enjoy Runaways
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I, I think honestly Cloak and Dagger would've been better as a Netflix series I
0: think so with I agree. adults
1: as with the adults that they're supposed to be
0: yeah yeah, because there's a lot you could tell if if that if that was the case. Yeah,
1: um, Marlon. Yeah, 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 Marlon was enjoyable. I used to watch it with one of my clients, and we enjoyed the hell out of it together. Like that was like our thing. We would make sure we would watch Marlon together. Okay. Uh, Luke Cage season two.
0: Yes, uh, that's coming out June
1: twenty second. Yep. Uh like listen, I. Let me. When the first season came out, I went to my boy, my boy Jim's house. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. We watched the first episode together. Okay. Then I had to go and celebrate my cousin's fiftieth birthday. Mm-hmm. Party was dope, by the way. Yep. Had a good time. You know, shout out to cousin Gloria. Right on. And as, as much as good a time I had, I really, I literally wanted to be home. Mm-hmm. to sit in my drawers and watch Luke Cage. <laughs> yeah. So, because it ended in, su- and it, ended, it was such a dope show. Jesus Christ is feeling, same <laughs> feeling. Yeah.
0: Yeah, put a paperweight um, on yeah. it. So, yeah.
1: So, like, I had just seen where that goes, even though, like, I wonder, I'm wonder, i still wondering where it falls in, where, like, the timeline falls in. Yeah. Where, you know, see Luke Cage, and you yeah, had, you had Iron Fist, then Punisher, mm-hmm. and then Defenders. No, yeah. Defenders was first. Yeah, Defenders. Then, Pun- right. then Punisher. So, like, we are. Wi- exactly. Luke Cage had me in the gym, bro. For <laughs> real, I need to go back. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. I just. I, I'm i so curious to know where it's at. And will Iron Fist be in it where they. Let's just say get rid of the Iron Fist as a solo act and they mm. become heroes for hire?
0: Because
1: mm. Iron Fist, I, I, I'll just say that. He's a better supporting character.
0: Yeah, I, I agree.
1: Than a main star.
0: Yeah, because that that show was trash. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Looking back at it, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, Glow,
1: gorgeous ladies of wrestling, the yeah. Netflix show, um, loosely loosely based on the, you know the the promotion from the eighties.
0: Yep. I'm interested in seeing where that goes. Yeah, me too. Because
1: they had some like crazy characters and all that, so I'm like, well, you know what? Where is this gonna go?
0: Yeah. Plus, um, I, want, plus I want to see like who, which other wrestlers will cameo in exactly. that.
1: Exactly. That's another thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, insecure, of course.
0: Oh man, yeah. Season season three coming out um, August 12th on yeah. HBO. That's the show I'm looking forward to the most.
1: Um, another one that I mentioned earlier this earlier in the episode, Rel with Lil Rel,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Lil Rel Howery. And also I just happened to look look this up because it usually it comes out around this time. Mhm. But we've got nothing. But then I had to look it up and saw that it's going to be it should be coming out in August. Yeah. The next season of Orange is the new Black.
0: Oh, it's coming out in August.
1: I miss my I I miss my jailbirds. Yeah, man. I miss my Dominican jail, I love, <laughs> I love me some dia. I love me some dia. I love me some
0: You know, flaca Maritza.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Flocka, Clarissa. Clarissa was a hot one. Um Red. Somebody I knew like red.
0: Yo, re- yo, red you. is that ch- red is the hottest chick in the game, son.
1: And it's Selena's Vegas,
0: Gloria. Yep.
1: I love Gloria. Mm. I love me some Gloria. So
0: yeah, so that's coming out August, right?
1: August, from what the article said. Maybe okay. there's been a change because I don't even remember the date that the article was. But...
0: Yeah, man, that's one of my all-time. That's one of my top five favorite shows. For real. Yeah, and
1: me, wait, they they killed off Pestica- Piscatella, right?
0: Yes. F- thank goodness. I hated that. son yeah, of no, a no.
1: Not to mention they got separated too. Yep. Got separ- yeah, got separated, Yeah.
0: Yep, they're in different uh facilities now. So I, I don't know if they're gonna go cut back and forth between them. No, I, I they done I mean they did it from different crews, so I
1: mean yeah. if they can cut back and forth to different crews, they can do it for
0: different yeah. facilities. Mm-hmm. And then Crazy Eyes.
1: Yeah, she yeah, she's a very interesting character.
0: Oh yeah. I threw That's my That's what I got. I threw my pie for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, that's what's up. Those are some 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 choice uh, fil- uh shows right there. Uh there's one show that I'm looking forward to on uh, it's coming on FX next Sunday. It's pre- premiering on June 3rd. It's called Pose. And it takes place away-
1: Is that the show about voguing?
0: Yeah. Like the the the, <laughs> the the voguing like the the drag culture of the, of the late 80s, 80s New York. You know, like it, it, it looks it looks great. Hey, that, I'm,
1: vogue, that vogue culture is real.
0: Yeah, man. Just strike a pose, you know.
1: Do that a little too well. Then hey. you got to do the whole drop thing that they do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I remember that, that scene from a, Don't Be a Menace in South Central.
1: Yeah. <laughs> strike a pose. <laughs> <laughs> now, vote. Nah, there was this video I got to show you. It's a ratchet fight video. Mm-hmm. But it was two, excuse me, but two gay men. They were fighting in a welfare office. Mm-hmm. So... Dude in the purple whoops his ass. Right. And then he vogues at the end. Really? I'm like, that is just added insult to <laughs> envy. But it is the <laughs> most funniest thing I've, I've seen at that time.
0: Oh, I got to see that after Oh, I'll show. play it for you. Nice. I'll definitely play it for you. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for me, one more movie that I'm looking forward to uh, also is uh, Sicario, Day of the Sol- Soldado.
1: I remember you jonesing about the first
0: one. Yeah, the first one is excellent. But then the second one's coming out June 29th, Benicio Del Toro, Josh Brolin. If you haven't seen the original Sicario, which came out in 2015, please do so. That is one of the very best crime dramas I've seen this decade. And the ending will mess you up bad. I will say no more. Well damn! Yeah. That's pretty much it. So uh whatever whatever you're looking forward to this summer, whether it's a movie or a TV show, let us know uh in the in the comments or at Codex at gmail.com. Send us an email.
1: All right. Now um I'm like a little off track, so it's time for question of the week.
0: All right. Going on the Instagrama.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna check the Instagram first. All right. So Jesus Christ. This is
0: we got likes on likes on our IG
1: page. I, I, you know what? Like, there's another question, which is an unofficial question, but <laughs> that received so much yeah. love that I have to read. It. I have to shout it out and read it. All right, let's, okay. let's get it. So, uh, Jesus. so the question of the, the official question of the week last yeah. week was: What was your favorite video game based based on a comic book? Yeah. All right, and that was actually Instagram empty. <laughs> um damn i've been posting a lot too so yeah forgive me for being so unprepared you know to
0: to answer that question you know my answer was x-men legends but i've got to say uh batman arkham city that would be my absolute favorite the
1: arkham the arkham series i've been known to be pretty popular
0: oh yeah have you played those
1: games at all I helped, my client was playing one, playing one and I like helped them out with something.
0: Mm. Yeah, they're worth playing. Like there's Arkham, there, there's three main games in the series. There's Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight. And then there was Arkham Origins, which is kind of like a spinoff. It wasn't made by Rocksteady Games. It was from a different developer. I heard, okay. th- I heard that was all right. All right.
1: So on the Facebook, it's by friend of the show. Okay, well, Kendrick says Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. We just have to say which one.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: So, Nick Retrini, you know, friend of the show. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: He
1: says, I have a top three. Bat-Ramp Returns for Super NES. Okay. Arkham City for Xbox 360. And The Punisher on PS2. I'm really hoping that they make another Punisher game. It played like Max Payne and now with 4K it could look like you're watching The Punisher on a Netflix show.
0: Oh, word. Yeah.
1: So, the unaffected Official question of the week was: Name a movie that you watched over five times that you're still entertained by. Mm. Catherine Little said: Deadpool, The Godfather, Goodfellas, and Rocky parts one through four. Nick Quatrini says: Other than a superhero movie, I say The Godfather's one and two, Scarface, Die Hard, Pulp Fiction, Goodfellas, Armageddon, Braveheart. And lethal weapon. These are just, these are dozens. There's dozens more like horror, but eight is plenty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Friend of the show, Brian Loeb says, any of the Rocky films, Deadpool, and any given Sunday. Yep. Shout out to Old Kendrick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, The Matrix, Prometheus, Star- Starship Troopers, Lucy, Hoodlums, and Coming to America. Okay. Uh, Mary Weinreich says, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, Re- Mommy Dearest, and the Burbs? mm Shantae Gordon said The Last Dragon, Ragnarok, Black Panther, and Avatar. Okay. Uh, Theodore Hollis said The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Too Cold the Beast. Yeah, I probably said that wrong. Okay. Um, Wendy, K- Wendy K. Weinreich also said Remember the Titans. Mm-hmm. Catherine Little tuned back in and said, oh, Anna Bronx tale.
2: Okay.
0: Tom yeah.
1: Robinson said John Wick. Mm-hmm. So then on our Instagram, who we got? Okay. AWOL underscore MM says Robocop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shout outs to AWOL. Yep. Uh, Kid Creole, shout out to the Jabba Tears podcast. He said paid in full. Okay. Case Dos Santos says... My favorite, The Goonies or, or And the Sandlot. Mm. Bella Ari 30 says, any of the, X- any of the X-Men movies? Hmm. Okay. John Aponic said, gross point blank.
0: Yep, that is a favorite of his. Yeah.
1: Cassie from, Shoutouts to the Mixed Feelings podcast, said Kung Pao.
0: <laughs> oh my God. What? No. <laughs> Unacceptable.
1: If you... <laughs> If you listen if you listen to Mixed Fields, you'd be like, yeah, she would like Kung Pao. And, uh, Kung Pao was hilarious.
0: No, it wasn't. I thought it You Yeah, you would.
1: Ryan sa- Ryan Parmenter fit says, Spaceballs. Yep. And Radio Vactor Ramon said, Snatch.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: So, this week's official question of the week. And this is going to be a list for you. Okay. Name a movie everyone loves, but you don't.
0: Okay. That everyone loves, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's, let's, where do we start? Of course, uh, the first Transformers. Hell, any of the Transformers movies, because they're all trash. Um, I remember Aris was in love with that movie, and I dumped, I crapped on his enthusiasm. Um yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Transformers is definitely one. Uh, everyone liked but me i'm gonna have to sit there I'm, I'm gonna sit and think about some others but what you got
1: i can only think of one off the top of my head right now mm-hmm. it's a nemo
0: I just <laughs> couldn't get into it that's that's depressing man
1: why is this so, just depressing
0: i just couldn't get into it yeah well, well yeah yeah of course you wouldn't get into it I mean, Fighting Nemo is, it's an excellently written film, and it is lovely voice acting by Albert Brooks and Ellen DeGeneres, who plays Dwayne. Dory, yeah. with, with the, the fish with the short attention, for short-term memory loss, yeah. and she had this wonderful monologue at the end, she, when, she's, when she tells Albert, Albert Brooks's characters, like, when I forget, but when I look at you, I feel like I'm home, and I'm like, yes, that's why Pixar is
1: number one. Turned you into stink, Mina. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, stick from the Boondocks.
1: <laughs> God, I missed that show.
0: Oh man, well I heard seasons the, one through three. I heard season four was terrible. It was awful.
1: There was only one one good joke through that entire season. I just made me go. <laughs> why?
0: Why was season four so terrible, though?
1: Aaron Magruder left the show.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. But uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh. Finding Nemo. finding Nemo was not torture. Listen, tell you I need I, I to set the record straight, y'all. Finding Nemo is one of Pixar's masterpieces in their catalog. You, you, Pepsi challenged that movie, like Finding. You, you, you mentioned the greats in Pixar: Inside Out, the Toy Story trilogy, Wally, Ratatouille, um, 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 Coco, Finding Nemo, and Finding Dory. But Finding Nemo was, is is, a, is the better film. Finding Nemo it, it, it gives you it, it's 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 everything. It, it, it had had it had the charm for the kids it had the the intelligence for the adults it was emotionally intelligent it was so well written so well performed by the voice cast yo I'm not gonna what y'all not gonna do is dump on finding nemo because finding Nemo is a modern classic. it came out in two thousand three it still holds up to this day
2: okay I'm sure like
1: people yeah people love it and all that just just me personally I just couldn't get into it.
0: Sorry, because you don't like joy in your life. But anyway,
1: oh, this is coming from somebody who loves cancerous movies. And what's that movie? You, um, you always recommended that we watch. Um, was it Cannibalistic Holocaust?
0: Oh, I don't. I, I didn't recommend Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal I, Holocaust. Yeah. I've never seen. I. I don't plan on seeing Cannibal Holocaust.
1: I, I plan on seeing it.
0: You see, it and you tell me what you think, because the, I've seen screenshots of that movie, and I know that movie by its reputation, and I don't want to see it, but. But, but yo, let me tell you something. Uh, yeah, Transformers is trash. I mean, and you know what? I was vindicated, though, because when Arison and all of our boys got, got on me, Furman and everybody got on my case for hating on that on that movie and that franchise, shout-outs to Freddy who created the artwork for our show. He created the, the logo for right. Codex Prime. I was vindicated because a few years ago... In one of our annual beach trips at Nantasket, he did say to me, he did say, yeah, those Transformers movies are trash. So he came around. One person came around in our circle. And you know what? I wear that victory with pride. Hey, so thank you, Freddie. Take
1: Freddy. it. Yeah, take it. You know, they all kind of like love the same thing. So. Yeah.
0: So I didn't enjoy,
1: enjoy it. I didn't see the third. Did I see the third one? No, I seen them all except for, I seen them all up to Mark Wahlberg.
0: Yeah. That was the fourth one, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's what, five altogether? Yep. Okay. Plus, there's the Bumblebee movie coming out in February with, with John, John Cena. Cena. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I know I know. there's a There's some other popular movies that, that everyone plenty, likes.
1: Plenty, I'm sure. But
0: I can't think of them off the top of my head Oh, right you hated
1: now. Harlem Nights? Yo, now, Harlem, ha- Nights is Harlem Nights is fire.
0: No, it's Yo, it's a trash fire. I agree. No, ha- Yo, it's let not. me say like, Harlem they,
1: Nights is lo- you know I love Harlem Nights.
0: Thank you for mentioning Harlem Nights because a lot of a lo- for some reason several of our friends, I don't know why, including you, they swear up and down that Harlem Nights is a funny movie. Harlem Nights is Quick! Te- it, that was know, so that terrible.
1: That terrible. No. that had me died.
0: He was just over. He was trying way too hard to pull a laugh. But
1: but you know what? He got it though.
0: But he no, no, no. He got it. I I, I said this. With I said. A little gun. <laughs> no, I said I said this several times on the show, but I, it bears repeating. Harlem Nights is perhaps one of the most perplexing movies I've seen in my lifetime because how do you have. All of that comedic talent, Eddie Murphy, Red Fox, Della Reese, uh, Jasmine Guy, uh, Thomas Michael Ford, R.I.P., and, and so many others. How can you have all that, Richard Pryor, how can you have all of that black comedic royalty in that one movie, Robin Harris, and the movie isn't funny, not one time. Oh, no, bro. Nothing about that movie is funny.
1: Harlem Nights is
2: great.
0: Awful writing, terrible writing. A terrible acting, terrible everything. The movie and Eddie, and that was there, there's a reason why Harlem Nights is Eddie, Eddie Murphy's one and only directorial date feature.
1: Right? Yeah, because you stick up the ass, critics shitting on it. But even then, it wasn't even funny. Eddie, Eddie, he was he was distraught by it that he didn't watch it for years. And then he watched it. He said, "You know what? This really is fucking funny." Of
0: course, he'd say that because it's a his
1: reason movie. reason why that movie's in syndication it was a, it's a good.
0: Movie. It, it's it it, it's not
1: enjoyable, fun,
0: yo, laugh. Yo, yo, Harlem. It's Ma- coming
1: from somebody who loved that Patrick Stewart movie. I'm just now thinking about this. That Patrick Stewart movie where he played a neo-Nazi.
0: Oh, which one? Oh, Green Room. Yeah, Green Room wasn't a comedy though. It was a thriller. Yeah. <laughs> but but yo, I'm saying Harlem I'm trying, Night, Ma- girl,
1: I'm trying to like breeze like breeze through your collection right now just to try to. Like,
0: Okay. Harlem, okay. Listen for for those of for those of you who are watching on Facebook Live, Harlem Nights is low. It's like right right beneath my feet. But coming to America, which is what, what Harlem Nights is compared to often, way up here, way up at the peak, Harlem Harlem Nights is a negative ten. Coming to America is a 10. 10 plus. Okay, all right. So
1: that's all I can think of right now is Finding Nemo. But.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but Transformers is trash. Harlem Nights is trash, and 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 I'm, and I'm gonna stick by that. I, I am stick by it all you want. It's not. It's just not a funny movie. And, and matter of fact, you know what? I'm a Pepsi. We'll take a poll. We'll take a poll among not only our listeners but among our friends. Which one is a better movie, Coming to America or Harlem Nights? Oh,
1: hands down, Coming to America is a okay. better movie.
0: Okay, but well, we could just
1: take a poll and just be like, is Harlem Nights a funny movie?
0: We'll, we'll 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 put that poll up right now. We'll we'll put the poll up somewhere. Yeah. We'll we put will. we'll put we'll put it on the Codex Prime uh Quotex Prime Facebook page because I want to know. All right. And, and and the people will back me up on this. Okay. All right, then. All
1: right, we will do that.
0: Yes, the poll coming soon.
1: That will be on our Instagram. That will be... Yep. We got two questions of the week. Yes. Two, we're going to have two questions of the week. So that will be up on our social medias within a day or two. So, uh, oh, he said Tales from the Hood. Oh, my... No, nah, Hundu used to creep the hell out of me.
0: You know, I haven't seen that movie. I've only seen that movie once.
1: Yeah, as a kid, and I was done after that. And I, I, and
0: Candyman. Oh, t- oh Tony I Todd?
1: Still t- I still <laughs> will not say his name to this day.
0: Tony Todd? I will not do it. Look, oh, Have you looked in the mirror three times and go, Candyman? I will never do it. Candyman? I will, do it. I will never do it. Candyman? Nope. <laughs> they should they should do a reboot of that movie. No. Who? Who? Oh, you know what? do a re- do a reboot of Candyman starring Christopher Judge the voice of Kratos in the new God of War that would be kind of, that would be ill
1: you may have something there mhm you may have something but yeah. there's no originality coming out of Hollywood let's
0: yeah that's true yeah. But, but yeah. yeah,
1: that'll be up on our. Those will be on our Insta- on our social medias in the day, within a day or two. Tell them where you can find us. Yes,
0: you can find all of our episodes on Facebook Live, as well as SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. So give us a five star review on iTunes when you can, and you can find us all over the social media sites on Facebook, Twitter at Codex Prime Podcast, and Instagram <laughs> at Codex Prime. Podcast.
1: Candy man while shaving. I dare you.
0: <laughs> I'll say. I say it all the time. I say it all the time. <laughs> that shit scarred me. Oh man, you. that shit scarred me. <laughs> I want to watch that movie again now.
1: You can go ahead.
0: <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for watching uh, and, and listening to the show. Uh, tune in next week. We got more podcast fire coming in, coming out of the oven. Um, anything else you got want to say, Carl?
1: right now
0: all right yeah Leave the us some
1: five star reviews and all of that
0: all right so yes uh so thank you thank you for checking us out and as always we'll catch you on the flip peace out nerds
2: Later.